everybody. Live from Koreatown on a gloomy June morning, but it's time to heat it up. It is the Ozone. I'm your host, Omar Miller, and I can't wait to talk to you about the goings-on of this weekend. I'm here with my brother, Terry, also known as the Icons. We got a special guest coming in. Uh, She'll be here shortly. How do you feel, sir? I feel great. I'm ready to rock. Let's do it. Let's rock and roll. So we have a, a big action this weekend, and I'm going to go as far as to say... Big drama show. This was Upset Weekend. No, my friend. Big drama show comes out <laughs> Saturday night, and I am confident about his results. Uh, but uh, but but it was an upset weekend, ladies and gentlemen. We had a lot that went down. I've had a lot of people hit me, say, I can't wait for your take on this Anthony Joshua situation, given how high you were on him, so on and so forth. We want to hear what other boxers have to say. As we know, Anthony Joshua left about 50 pounds lighter from the ring at Madison Square Garden because he lost all his belts, and they look heavy. Uh, and, you know, a lot of stuff going on, but I, we're not going to start with that because we're going to wait for our special guest to jump in with that. I want to start off with Major League Baseball, actually. Wow. It's, it's time. It's time. It's, it's, <laughs> it's time. So, the College World Series has started off, and uh, actually UCLA is the number one ranked team in the tournament, and partially because they have the best pitching, primarily because they have the best pitching, but they bang the baseball as well. And uh, this is not Major League Baseball. This is college baseball. But these guys are going to be in the Major Leagues because the West Coast churns out baseball players to get to the show. Yesterday, they got down uh, on Friday. They lost their game. So it's a double elimination. So they back, their backs were to the wall. They had to play a double dip yesterday. And they came out mashing the baseball. Did you see this? That's uh, the highlights. I oh, my the goodness. Game. You watched the, the game? They, 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 I, no, I couldn't find it on TV. Oh, yeah. So I had to follow it on the thing. I wanted to go to the game, but I couldn't make it. The right. 405 had me locked. So I couldn't make it over there. Hey! But, uh, man, they put up big numbers in both games, and now it's an elimination game tonight. It's, which is a rematch of the first game that they lost against, I think, LMU. And so, do they uh, have the horses going? They have to, I mean, they, they're, they're depleted. They have, this is, they, this is like the third day in a row that this they're is playing. Guts and glory. This is guts and glory. I'm pumped up. I actually want to try to see if I can get over to that game. But I, I just wanted to mention that. But what I wanted to talk about in Major League Baseball, uh, are the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers. What in the hell is going on with the Dodgers? And I'm a Dodgers fan. The Dodgers are pounding the baseball. A lot of people are saying that they're stealing signs. I, I don't really have a problem with stealing signs. Neither because, do I. Because it's a part of the game, and everybody does it. And then all of a sudden, when somebody gets caught, hey, you're stealing signs, and somebody gets a dose in the head or something stupid. But everybody steals signs if they can. Every team would and will. And it's your job to not tip pitches. It's your job to not let your signs be obvious. Exactly. Like, for example, I saw A.J. Hinch the other day give a sign during a telecast. Why would he do that? (laughs) Like during, you know what I mean? When right. in between the innings, when they're talking right. during the inning, right? He was giving a sign while the telecast was going on, and they have guys who specifically sit in the dugout trying to pick off signs, right? And when you get on base, you try to pick off signs or some kind of tip or hint to show you or help you out, help the batters out, and everything else. So I don't understand why that would be a problem anyway. That's just them playing politics, pretty much in baseball. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and there it's also them being mad because the Dodgers are steamrolling everybody. They swept the Phillies, the NL East first place team. Mm-hmm. They pounded the Mets. Uh, the the Dodgers are tough at Chavez Ravine. I venture to say they're the hardest home team to beat in baseball. Really, really, Who's, harder than the Rockies. 
Because yeah. when the Rockies get home, they just it just. But they don't. Their record doesn't say the same. You look at their record. Maybe it's, their it's home not, record does. But I know when they get on the road, they, they they don't hit the ball. But when they're at home, they usually rock and roll. But what I'm saying is, is their record doesn't say the same thing that the Dodgers record says at home. But you can bet on the Dodgers at home by and large. They well, it looks like you can bet on them overall. Yeah, they look pretty serious. Uh, and then we want to head down to Houston real quick because you guys have heard us talk about something that really just chaps my hide. And it got put to the forefront in a very interesting light, which is the net that Major League Baseball uh, implemented surrounding the lower part of every stadium, all 30 teams. And they've extended the net to the end of the dugout. Well, the other day, the Cubs' uh, Alberto Amora hit a foul ball line drive that struck a little girl in the head. And he was totally and completely devastated. And he's down with putting nets all over the place. He wants to put nets on your television. <laughs> he was so he wants them all over the place. Put them in his car. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this dude's got them all over the place. He's, I can understand, you know, he's got girl, daughters too. Yeah, he's got daughters, and I can understand that. It's just that it takes away from some of the ambiance of the game if you go and watch the game. It takes away from it. There's we, no two ways. There's, about there's it. plays that we wouldn't have seen in baseball history if the net was there. What do you mean by that? Like Derek Jeter diving into the seats or Nolan Arenado diving into the seats, oh. making crazy catches, and they wouldn't have happened if they would have had a net up. You're absolutely right. So the, the question becomes, what is the trade-off? I actually think the netting has already gone too far. Um, I What I believe is, and I know this is going to sound harsh, but what I believe is if you are spending money to come to a major league game and to sit in the lower bowl, pay attention. And that's whether you're an adult or a child. Primarily, if you're if you're an adult, don't come with your child that's not paying attention, or make sure that your child is 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 shielded. You know what I mean? You have to be double paying attention if that's the case, right? Because I really feel like the parents with little or small children shouldn't sit down at that level. I agree. There's no there should go up to the loge or yeah nosebleeds or whatever because it's safer for them at that point. Because we had heard in the past from a major league coach, coach yep. that. Foul balls and bats were hurting people every single night. Every night. They said and it was a dirty like, little secret in Major League Baseball. Yes, and this is like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. This yeah. is a long time ago. Yeah. And now they're finally addressing it. And now you have the situation with Almora, Al you know, calling for nets around the stadium a la the Japanese leagues. Mm -hmm. And I went to a game in Japan, and it was exciting but I was actually not sitting around the net. My seats were around the net, so I just walked the stadium the whole time. But they they absorb the game a different way than we do. When they yeah. when they go to the game, they're not really paying. They pay attention to the game. They're, they're also banging a, the drum. They're having they're, a good yeah. time. They're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing their thing. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, they're doing their thing. So I can understand them maybe having the net up with us. We sit around like, you know, seals. Yeah. Ready, waiting to clap our hands. Yeah. And do the wave. <laughs> <laughs> Concealed, dude. <laughs> but you're never gonna survive unless. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a really good point. But I, I'm interested to see what they do. But it actually goes on to our next topic, which I don't think it's going to help. Which is that Major League Baseball attendance has dropped for the fourth straight year. It's dropping, but they're still making more money. That's is what it's about because yeah. it's about TV. Yeah, it's about TV. And there's so many different ways to consume it now so that it's – It's on know. your phone. It's on your computer. It's on your TV. Yeah. It's living rent-free in your mind. <laughs> it's on your tablet, dude. Yeah. So you get it everywhere. You're, you're consuming it, and so you don't have to go to the stadium. And a lot of people can turn it off when they want to since they throw around this misnomer about baseball being boring. But if you can consume it when you want to or have it on DVR or whatever. That's what it is. I mean, if you have the Major League Baseball app, 
you can actually watch the game the minute the game is over. Right. You can watch the game, either a condensed version or the whole game. They cut the game up. And then when you talk about home theaters and, you know, you're not paying for parking, if you have a, a large family, if you go to the game, it might cost you 500 bucks. For real. Yeah. So why wouldn't I want to watch it? Because one Dodger dog is going to bang you for at least 15. If not a dime, at least. Uh, minimum. It's a dime. Minimum 950. Minimum dime. Minimum dime. Yeah. And forget about a cold burr. Oh, if you need a burr. And who only wants one burr? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody wants one burr. Yeah. Especially Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. So this is a, it's a, it's a tricky situation. They say what needs to be done. I don't think more netting is going to help people come yeah, out to I the game. Think- uh, I think that you just have to make it fan friendly. There has to be a lot of engagement and all that going on because nowadays just doing enough just to, you know, sell beers and hot dogs and stuff is not. Why don't they take the model of the, the, um, the Latino crowds or the Japanese crowds, Asian crowds, you know, where you go and bring in and have a good time at the game? There's nothing wrong with having a good time. Well, it's funny you say that because this ties into the whole Derek Dietrich hitting bombs off of Pittsburgh and watching them fly. And, uh, you know, there's a serious update that the game either has to take or it's going to – I think it's going to fade, unfortunately. Right. Because you got young guys like Cody Bellinger, like Bryce Harper, like Derek Dietrich. Manny Machado. Like Max Serzer, who's yeah. not even a young guy, yeah. who are expressive. Yeah. And like Yasiel Puig. Yeah. And people love it. The fans love it. It's the old guard who has a problem with it, plain and simple. They want to keep you in your place. That's it. And one of the announcers – Went as far as to say that his dead grandfather would be rolling in his grave if he saw it. Dietrich's dead grandfather uh-huh. would be rolling in his grave if he saw how he pimped his home runs. Why can't he enjoy hitting the bomb? Uh, or three. Yeah. Or six. <laughs> in a couple of days. He destroyed the Pirates. And then you don't want him to enjoy it. He can't I don't enjoy know, it. I don't understand that. Why wouldn't I enjoy playing baseball for millions of dollars? Right? <laughs> I enjoy playing baseball for free. Right. Sometimes I pay. Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes I gotta pay. <laughs> Sometimes I get a fee. Sometimes I gotta pay. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Wow. Yeah, but uh, I think that they should let everybody pimp it all, and the game will police itself. Sometimes the game a will. guy. Sometimes a guy will get a dose, but and if he gets a dose, it's a good thing because of rivalries. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it picks up the intensity when the teams match up, and somebody's pissed because somebody pimped. And and like I think it was who was it was it Max Scherzer one of the oh was one of the pitchers that said last year maybe Steven Strasburg or something that if they hit Obama oh it used to be Jose, he should pimp it Jose Fernandez used to say that yeah yeah rest in peace yeah Jose used, he said that you know if you get, <laughs> and it's going to be very rare that you get a bomb off of Jose yeah. Fernandez he's throwing hundred miles an hour you get you get hit a bomb off him he said enjoy it enjoy it it's not going to happen often because he went out there and carved Wilson Contreras yes. by design when he first came up mm-hmm. I and remember what time I was, it was. there. And I talked to Coach Mattingly, who told me that Jose said that he was intent to shut down Wilson Contreras. It <laughs> was very, very interesting. Um, and then, <clears throat> along the theme of Major League Baseball, the, the draft is starting today, which means that Kimbrell, uh, Keichel, and a bunch of other guys should get signed because you can stop worrying about the compensatory pick. Um, and a compensatory pick is overrated anyway. I mean, how many people? There's not there's a lot money of, attached, apparently. Yeah, but it's not. It's all about it's all about dough for them. It's yeah, all about and dough. It's not about that much money to even cry about signing a a Keiko whatever because it's supposed to be about the draft pick that you get. But there's only like fifteen hundred people maybe get drafted a year, if that. Mm-hmm. But you don't know. Most of these guys that are getting drafted, they're not like bonus babies or anything like that. After the first round, you don't know what you're getting. 
Right, but it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. To, 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 I still feel like it's an touch. excuse. Well, I, all I can say is the situation, regardless of how we feel about it, it is happening, and that should lead to guys getting picked up today, which will help a lot of teams. Right. But the that's not where I was going. I wanted to talk about uh, mega agent Scott Boris and his angle with changing the route of minor league baseball with this kid Carter Stewart. That's awesome. I like it because he's flipping the script on baseball because it, Tell the people what happened. It needs a rejuvenation. What he's doing is saying that, well, if you guys are not going to give this kid his value, then we're going to take it overseas and he'll come back later on when he's still in his prime and oh, get oh, oh, what do we have here. We have a special guest, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we stalled out for you. So oh, set up, get, get in, get involved. Get it, get it. We're, we're, we're wrapping up our major league baseball segment. We stalled out so that you could get involved directly. You just you just missed yeah. it all year, but it's all good. So so what is so uh, we're talking about? Uh, there's a new route that the biggest agent in Major League Baseball is advising his his uh, clients his, his young clients client. to go. There's a young kid mm-hmm. that was up for the draft, uh, Car- um, Carter Stewart, and so what they want to do is to send him to Japan to play, and then he'll get his seasoning in Japan and get his value, his money value in Japan instead of going to the minor leagues where you really don't make anything except mm-hmm. the bonus. Uh-huh, he's going to get a big signing bonus, but from there then you don't make anything monthly. And it's and, a grind, right? It's a yeah. grind and, and, grind. and you have to and, and they're waiting. A lot of times they stall you out on purpose. Right. Yeah. yeah. To suppress your time so that they can have an extra so that they can have an angle. Yeah. Right, it, right, for right. less that money. Is, it's always yeah. it always comes yeah. down to yeah. them spending less money. I have friends who played like triple A and stuff and it's it's dirty. It's tough on the Even up to triple A. Oh, it's a grind. The is really high. Yep. But Japan, he'd be like a star, so he'd be making real money. Even if he wasn't a star, he'd yeah. be a professional player. And uh, he's going to get his seasoning. Because he, he's going to learn how to play the game uh, at a, a different clip because it's a professional clip. Right. It's not the major leagues, but it's a higher level than what he was playing in college. Mm-hmm. And yet he'll still get, you know, he'll have professional accommodations, if you will, and learn the game. Because I, I think he's innovative. They they win the, uh, by the way, they win the World Baseball Classic, which is the Olympics yes. of baseball, pretty much every time they have the tournament. Every four years, a Japanese win. Right. More they've they've won more than anybody since its inception. Because they take it serious. Not like Americans because we only Americans play. won the last one. We, Stop bashing America, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the reason Maga's why is gonna get you. <laughs> this is because Yo, I saw a woman in MAGA gear in West Hollywood yesterday. Ooh, Did you give her a one two? Here's the crazy thing. I was walking to dinner <laughs> with my friends. Um Who's like my group chat, my two homies who are my group chat guys. And, uh, it was in Century City by the mall. We were on Santa Monica Boulevard there and there was this group of people walking towards us. So it was a young African American guy and like an older white guy and two older white women. And they were about a block away and we saw them keep coming up and they were dressed kind of crazy. Like you could see one of them had flags on her outfit. <laughs> and, they were and then I, MAGA representative immediately I was like, Oh man, it's Wait, MAGA. Can I curse on here? If you like. Oh no. Do you guys not? Do you prefer? We well, don't, but it's up to you. Okay, so I was like, these bitches are both wearing red hats. This is a bad look. It's terrible that a red hat automatically symbolizes the bad look. And right. What if you're a Reds fan? Or the American flag. <laughs> yeah, or the flag. Right, the flag. So they creep up on us. The woman is. I, I couldn't tell how old she was because she had a lot of plastic surgery. I'm thinking maybe 50s. <laughs> she was in like Daisy Dukes socks that were the Donald Trump socks. So they Ooh. were pulled up to her knees and they had like a cartoon character Donald Trump on the front of them. And then she was wearing a hat that said, um, Donald Trump 2020, and then the other woman had a hat that said, oh, man, what America. It wasn't America first. It was something. It was one of those crazy slogans, and when they walked up, she looked at me, and I was wearing, like, neon green sneakers, and I had a purse that was kind of complimentary. And she's like, that's a really nice outfit, and I was so shocked at them. 
that I couldn't say anything. Like my jaw dropped and I was like, they're in West. Like, what are they doing in Century City walking around like this? And my friends didn't even notice because they didn't assume that was the deal. And I was like, did you just see what those people were wearing? I'm like, no, no, no. What were they? And I was like, they were in mega gear in Century City. It's Marcus Strongman. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. They don't care. I thought that was going to be a more climactic story. I know. I thought I was going to fight. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was boring. Basically, what, anyway, what you just told me, what you just told me is you got punked by MAGA. You just told me that MAGA ran up on you, gave you a compliment, and you were like, okay. <laughs> and then they walked away, and you were like, oh, my God. MAGA's here. That's exactly what that is, no one needs. That is. I mean, sorry. <laughs> That's not what anybody needs. Do you Anyways, want fighting two women on kid, Santa Monica Boulevard? Though? I just no, want a better story. All right. <laughs> so so you think it's a good idea i think it's innovative i mean making the adjustments i think the kids performance is correct in the market yeah i think the kids performance is going to be interesting with that and it kind of ties into this kid that's doing it in uh high school basketball that said you know what i don't need to go to college basketball i'm going to go play professionally in new zealand and the coach down there is going to help me get to the league the only, and I'll get and I'll get professional work. The only problem and the kid's all world kid. Yeah, but the only problem with that is that your body is not developed enough to step out there with the grown men like that. Those those, uh, those it may be in New Zealand. New Zealand have giants. They have the Stephen Adams of the world. So if you go out, yeah, there, but the kid. This is this is the point. The kid is saying instead of this, and his both of his parents are college educated, master's mm-hmm. degrees, PhDs, a whole song and dance. And he was like, "This is actually a fully basketball committed decision." This isn't. A, this is about me being totally focused on what it is that college is supposed to do, which is mm-hmm. to give me a career. My career is playing professional basketball, so I'm going to go play professional basketball, and then when my body develops and so on and so forth, I will be eligible for the draft. I will have a couple bucks, and we'll go from there. You I don't, don't look agree. like you believe. I don't agree with it because you can get hurt easily in basketball because you're going body to body with grown men, and your body's just not developed at that age. He doesn't have his grown man strength yet. Wow, you're taking it up. It's over. It's over. You're saying he's weak. It's over. I don't think it's a bad idea, though. Yeah, I see, mean, this is what I'm saying. I, it, I mean, you can get injured playing college ball, too. You so. sure can. Yeah, you sure can. And but the thing of it is that you're usually going against your peers. You're not going against grown men. It's just like watching the college football players play, and they put up crazy numbers at the half. They have 200 running yards. You know, the running backs have 200 yards, and then they get in the NFL, and they can't even get 20. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but that's different. Not really. It is because the because the the college the the gap between the college and NBA body is not as wide as the gap between the college and NFL body. (laughs) I don't agree. The NFL body is like is weathered and and uh, made to be a violent machine. The NBA body is just more developed. I feel like there's a I don't think there's so. a because of the contact nature of the sport there's a you know this is why Zion is considered like a freak of nature because this kid is like a, LeBron yeah like LeBron but the rest of them are like John Morant and RJ Barrett where they're lean and they don't have their muscles that are completely formed yet at this time because you're going to get proper nutrition up there you're going to get strength but that's training. the point and the, this and is the, the point. but the college kids don't don't John have- Morant and those guys are lean and skinny and whatnot and that's in college. But they went to college to play for a year or two, and the same thing is about to happen. That kid's going to go and not have any GMO food, which is, can only help his situation. <laughs> yeah. And he'll be playing, uh, you know, uh, in, in God's country, as they call it, and be down with the Kiwis. And he'll go under there, and he'll play 
potentially and develop. That's you know the thing is about the development. And so I guess what you're I don't saying think he can develop if you get hurt. And I think that he has a great chance of getting hurt by Does some of the really grown like men. The coach is that maybe a factor? The coach maybe. is a factor. Okay. The coach is a factor, and the coach used to play. I don't want to say in the league or something okay. like that. But part of the issue, I don't, the the injury factor, I can't roll with because just like Holly said, you know you can get injured. You can get injured in the I college like every game. Every dude that I know that maybe played college sports or something but plays like pickup basketball is always injured more than any fighter i know honestly basketball is like basketball is a full contact like, sport and people, what I'm people saying. don't understand every bas- everybody i know that plays like rec league basketball has jacked up fingers oh yeah that's a deep, that's hard for the course tearing their acl yeah. that's how it goes yeah. you're yeah. talking to another one <laughs> i mean and and, and it has a lot to do with the it's still when you play football one good thing football and baseball obviously usually you're playing training on grass you're playing basketball at the lightest surface that you play on. The softest surface for your body, for your joints, is wood. Right. That's the softest. And most of these kids now only play on wood. But this is the end of the generation of kids who actually play at the park who, like me, played on concrete. concrete. And that concrete, man, it is – man, even when even when I was 17 and you go home, you're like, oh, my goodness, my knees are right. screaming. There's nothing even wrong with my knees. Concrete <laughs> is unnatural. Though. Every, yeah, it is. Nobody even recognizes that. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's handmade all day. All day, all night. And there's even, a, you know, the uh, a holistic thought process that it's smothering Mother Earth in general mm-hmm. all over the place. Never not letting her one. breathe. Oh, yeah. Know. She wants to breathe. Holly, <laughs> I agree with it. She wants to breathe. Agree. I agree, but with do it. you agree with what happened this weekend, <laughs> ladies oh. and gentlemen? Andy Ruiz came in about two thirty and about plus thirteen seventy five. No, he was more than two thirty, wasn't he? No, I don't think so. Two thirty close to two, wasn't he? Two. Let me check. Something. No, he. I do believe he was two sixty. And then he's down to two thirty. But I think he weighed in like they do a weigh in for the belts a week out or something, right? Like the yeah. or, the governing bodies, yeah. the sanctioning bodies, um, make you do a weigh in to see where you are. And I think he came in to the fight heavier than he had weighed in to that. Right. Yeah. I think he weighed in at that at two thirty, and then he might have came in fight night in 240 a two forty something, uh, something like lot. that. No, I thought. But my point is, whatever it was, it was less than he – this is lighter than he's been in a long time. I've known Andy, meaning, Andy for years. I've known Andy since he turned pro. So and, meaning – my point yeah. is, meaning what everybody saw and judged him on – Was actually good, really good shape for Andy. There you go. And that's the – this is, this is the said. thing. Yeah. So Andy's feeling like a stone-cold Olympian – at 235 or 240 in comparison to the 260 or 280 he may have been walking around at the past couple years. Right. And that's a big deal. But ultimately, what I want to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, let's give you a, a proper introduction. We've had a, we have we have a friend of the Ozone here. We see her at fights all the time. She was a professional boxer herself. Now she's a trainer to the stars. And uh, a, a, a boxing mind. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Holly Little Bear Lawson joins us today. On the that ozone, and uh, and uh, <laughs> so one of the things though that we talked about um, on the last episode was every single interview that Anthony Joshua was doing mm-hmm. was about Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. It was about the future. Right. He did not do, ever. The only time he would say Andy Ruiz was at the button of a conversation where he was uh, dropping uh, the fight will be Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. It was just a button. Subscribe Let's not forget. Uh-huh, yeah. Right. And, and, I, forget and I said on the cast, he only talks about Andy Ruiz when saying he's not overlooking Andy Ruiz when he's clearly overlooking Andy Ruiz. Mm-hmm. We have other semi-inside information uh, that he's been hanging out. 
<laughs> I happen to spend a lot of time finger popping myself down in Miami. You said finger and, pop, but uh, I'm not and, with you. <laughs> and and from 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 what sources say, he's uh, indulged in the fruits of South Beach. Right. It's so funny you brought that up. And we just had this conversation with and, someone last week, actually before the fight. I didn't know he was down there. I knew I I saw the Instagram post that he was down there, but I didn't know he was down there hanging out. I thought he just wanted they to train look, in major humidity. Well, and it's a great place to train. Honestly. It's a great place it's to train. Flat, it's the weather is consistent. Ma- I the used to train down at Dino's at, at Fifth Street Gym right. with Dino, and the thing and is, so you never know, and, and you never know who can come in for right. sparring day. I, I met Bernard Hopkins down there. I met uh, Glenn Johnson, not Glenn Johnson. Uh, it's Glenn Johnson, right? Yeah, Glenn Johnson. Oh yeah, I'm thinking of uh, Shannon there. Glenn Robinson? No, I'm thinking your man, 979. Oh. The Canadian. Yeah. Johnson. Uh, What's his name? Ben Johnson. I met Glenn Johnson there. (laughs) Sorry. That brain fart. Um, Olympic athletes. Yeah, I was trying to think of like a boxer, and I was like, what? No, 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 no. (laughs) It was one of your fellow Canadians. The runner, Ben Johnson. He ran that 979. was unreal. Um, but but I met him down there, though, right? I mean, mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So 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 uh, I mean, I met all kind of people down there in the gym. Mm-hmm. So I thought Kid Chocolate was down there, Peter Quillen was down there. I, all kind of guys trained at Fifth Street, yeah, and all over Miami. And yeah, Southern Florida is like, you know, it has a history with boxing. It does there's Ortiz is down there? Rigondeau is down there. Right, there's a lot, a lot of, of the Cubans, Cubans are down there. In. People from the West Indies come in, and then you know you have Shannon Briggs. You have a lot of fighters that make it. Champ, yeah, let's go, champ. I met the champ down there. Yeah, look at him. I got to get, <laughs> get champ on the on the cast. That's the homie. Champ is a big boy. Woo wee. He's huge. He's yeah. big as a house. His traps are like. I mean, he is the trap king. He say, "Hey, hello, what's up?" He is the trap king. They're huge. Um, yes. Yeah, so I thought he was down there doing that. Come to find, he was down there enjoying life. Finger popping. Hey, hey, get uh, him! All right, I'll uh, get him. Hey, mate. <laughs> what fight, Andy? Well, and you pay Wilder. <laughs> your body gives you what you give them. He didn't do what he was supposed to do, and he paid the price. Well, there's that. There's a few other. Wait, let's go. Let's go. Uh, you line it up. How do you feel about the situation? Um. So I think that was one of the factors, and I brought that up. Because I've been saying for the last few fights that he needs a new corner. I feel like that because as well. he hasn't been evolving and he hasn't been getting. He hasn't been working on. He has some flaws, and I'm a huge Anthony Joshua. Me fan. too. Like I've been a fan since the very beginning. Um, Stud. Yeah, he's great, and I think he's great for and the a good, sport. I, I think, think he's great he's for super, the sport. I think he's super marketable. I think he's literally the most marketable boxer on the planet right mm-hmm. now. I agree. Um, and he seems like a nice guy. So right. you throw it in, it's really good. But he. Yeah, he hasn't been evolving. He hasn't been capitalized. He hasn't been working on the very obvious flaws he's had. And as a fighter, you look at that and you think, okay, so there's like one of two things. They're either you've you've tapped out of your potential. Yep, and which the, it doesn't look like. Out. I don't think it's ceiling. I think athletically that's impossible. And he seems like a guy who actually cares about the sport and wants to learn. Right. So there's that. Usually that happens if you've hit like an athletic peak and or if you – are just a person who doesn't want to learn. So you're kind of like stubborn-minded. And those are the people that you see flip-flop with um, – they do the reverse of what I'm saying is they like skip from trainer to trainer to trainer. Right. If you uh-huh. see a fighter that's like one trainer, another trainer, another trainer, it means one of two things. It means that they are hard to coach and they don't listen or they just – yeah, usually actually that's one thing. So you're hard to coach and you don't want to listen. So you skip trainers, right? So and you try to find what you want to hear. What you want to hear and you want to place the blame on the trainer. The flip side is um, – or you just athletically have maxed out. And either one of those I don't think are Anthony Joshua's things. And 
then comes in the corner. Like your corner is there to help you evolve and help you grow and help you learn. And when you hit that top stage, like you're the best heavyweight boxer in the world. Yes. That means like, you are the top you dog. You are the man. Everybody is coming from you. You are and you the know, baddest you man know on that the planet. Everyone's co- Absolutely. And you need to – you know, you see the people you're fighting. You right. see the people that are going to be your opponents. You need to be able to like bring new things to them. You know they're going to come with a new game plan. They're going to be evolving. They're going to be growing as well. And you have to be able to kind of essentially adjust, evolve, right? and evolve and adjust. And that's what your corner is there for. And his corner – I listen to what his corner say to you. So what I do is in between rounds with fighters, I'll listen to what their corner is saying and see if the advice is good or not. What you don't want is somebody to say – and this is what his corner literally said to them. you got to go out there and box. The motherfucker just got hit upside the head. He's clearly top halfway <laughs> concussed. Like yeah, right. he's yeah. stumbling. His yeah. eyes are glazed. He sits down and he says, why am I feeling like this? If that's your fighter, you have to give him specific instructions because you know that he's not all there. So you have to say you have to go out there. You have to jab like this. You have to counter and with the right uppercut. You have to job of communicating. That's the most communicative I've ever heard a boxer in the corner. He said, why am I feeling like this? He said, what did he hit me with? So what what was that? Okay, so you're saying when he does this, he does that. It was he was really he was trying to be coherent. He but he, yes, he was asking for help. He was asking for help. Did not give him any advice. They you gave can, him some advice, see, but it wasn't what what he you know. Yeah, but it you, wasn't in a way that he could digest it in the state that he was in. Yeah, but right. you can see even when they before they called the fight, he was looking back at his corner trying sure to get was. some kind of advice, and those dudes like ran through the tunnel. Right. <laughs> yeah. They, they <laughs> I don't want any there. part of this, Mike. So now let's talk about let's but let's talk about the fight because we're talking about as though the listeners have already seen the fight what happened was the fight when the fight starts of course the zone botches the entrances because that's what they do andy ruiz (laughs) came out uh andy ruiz jr came out to nipsey hustle and his actually went well and as scheduled anthony joshua the music starts the music stops michael buffer has to fill then the music starts again and he shows up. It seemed like the champ was like had decided to go back home or something. Yeah, but he had to walk like half a mile to get to the ring. And that is what it is. It, he always does that. He that he's well, that's the champ. actually more credit to Andy too. Just knowing that you, he was in the ring for a good sure 10, was. 15 yes. minutes. He sure was getting cold. He walked into the ring. You could see sweat yes. on yep. him. So uh-huh. He yep. was warm. He was ready to fight, yep. which is as he should have been. Uh-huh. And then he gets to the ring and you have to stand there and you have to wait for your opponent. Yeah, that's not only disrespectful. It's, I don't think they. I don't think it I don't was, think on was on purpose. I, I don't think that Joshua it, did it on purpose. No, I don't, and I don't you think he did. This I consistently with the zone. This is there. They always it's I never even, smooth because even when Anthony Joshua got into the ring, you saw him laying against the ropes. This and everything is where I was going. He's trying to kill time, he's biting down on his right. You know, it, it's just too much dead space. There was a lot of dead have space to jump right on the into broadcast, it. and and I don't know what it is. I want That's them to get my, it together on the zone. I think that they're getting their production. It just happened. I think that just happened with Canelo and Danny. Right, and I really like. A lot of things about DAZN, to be honest with you. I think the interface is perfection. I think it's easy to yeah, navigate. It is easy for somebody to navigate. who's like not tech savvy, yep, I love yep, it. Yep. It's easy for me to know when a fight is on. They don't have enough programming and stuff to fill it. And then personally, I hate their fucking commentating team. That's what we say. I like, I have, I can't stand Sergio more. Like, he doesn't make any sense. He brings everything back to himself. Like, it, it's just, it's <laughs> it terrible. always comes back it to It always himself. comes back to him. And, sir, also, I had a problem with the women's fights. They were mispronouncing the fighter's name. Her name is Delphine Persoon. It wasn't a Delphine Person. Like, they couldn't get that together. You That's cool. Let's stay on focus for the fight, though. But I agree with what you're saying. The zone has a lot of problems. <laughs> they have a lot of problems <laughs> that they need to address. But let's talk about this fight. So, he gets to the ring finally after all that time. Then there's another gap in there for however long while we got to sing three national anthems. Then 
the fight starts. Joshua starts the fight getting walked down. He walks into the ring, the most athletic specimen that you can find. And he was a giant compared to any of the things. I mean, a and giant. not a little dude. And he is six foot, six one, maybe. Like, yeah. and he is not a little guy. Right. You look at him and you would think he was based I'm on how, nine, how he, he looked, was my size. Seriously, but he's not. He's, seriously. A, he's not a little guy. He's a heavyweight. He's a, he's a big guy. He was so small compared to Anthony Joshua. And everybody's always so small compared to Anthony Joshua. But even, even other big guys look small compared to Anthony. But Joshua, Joshua yeah. got in there and fought small. He fought small. Now this is what I want to talk about: is the actual brass tacks of the fight. He got in the ring. He crouched down for some reason. He never stood tall, and he literally got down to Andy's level, which set him up. You could to see get, on the, t- get hit on top of his. You head. could see in the first round he wasn't comfortable. Yes. Yeah. He seemed like he was uninterested, and then the disinterest went into the second round into discomfort, where it was like I remember watching the fight, and I was watching the fight on my phone. I remember watching the fight, and being like, "Oh man, this is doesn't look good. This did nothing about this looks right." I think the first round, um, he was supposed to feel him out a little bit, mm-hmm. and, his jab and yeah, kind of feel him out a little bit. I think that he definitely underestimated Andy. And that hand speed is unbelievable. And he is fast. And he's always had fast hands, though. He's always boxed with like smaller guys and stuff. He's and he keeps up with their speed. And he has always been he's surprisingly athletic for his build as well. That's the other thing. Well, Terry has a great point to say, which is something that we talk about all the time, because I can't tell you how many athletic endeavors that I've been successful at surely by being underestimated because of a look in comparison to an ability. Yes, because that is his body. He's and he's been in his body yeah, for thirty in, years. Yes, right. and he's not uncomfortable. Everybody else is uncomfortable, maybe looking at him, but he's comfortable, very comfortable for what he's doing and when he's doing it. Right. So everybody else has a problem saying that he doesn't have hand speed or pop. I watched his fights before he fought Joshua, and I was like, "Well, I said it on here. I said this dude is a problem. You guys think that it's just going to be a cakewalk, but this guy's for real. His record. He, he said it. He said it. He said it. He said, you know, this is, is a dangerous. This fight. is a dangerous fight. Right. He's thirty three and one now. Yeah. I mean, come on, he's man. He's always been able to, like, and that's, yeah, he puts he's guys a little sleep. underestimated. Yeah. He puts guys, at the, at the least, he puts guys on their back. Yes. And then he also puts guys to sleep. Yeah, he's not like one punch knockout, but no. he's cumulative. Like, he'll throw a really fast combination and get somebody and out. And this about. is and this is the thing, though. Heavyweights, you look at the heavyweights now, the only guy that throws any combinations is Tyson Fury in the heavyweight division. And Well, Joshua and, and, threw, and, throws combinations. He just didn't throw them that night. He usually throws combinations. That's he, how he gets guys out of there. Yeah, and but the thing is, the one punch... Artistry is what everybody's looking for now. To go along with that, we continue in the fight. The third round comes. Anthony Joshua looks uncomfortable, but he also looks like, because you could see distance-wise, he was having a problem height distance-wise. So he was over-crouching. He wanted to get to Andy's body. You could see that. But he didn't know how to get to Andy's body. What does that tell you about his camp and his team? 100%. So, again, this comes back to your corner. 100%. You should not be uncomfortable. I know... I know I'm know fighting the, a guy at six feet. I know his sparring partner, and his sparring partner is shorter than Andy. So, wow. Anthony's Anthony. Oh, AJ's. okay. He okay. was uh, Joey Dueco, who was from uh, from Philly. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was fighting. Um, yeah, he was boxing with Joey. Joey is shorter than Andy is. So you had a sparring partner there in training camp who's a really good technical boxer from Philly who's shorter. You should be able to do that. Why are you not prepared? Like, why has your team it, not prepared you for this? He was overlooking. He, they, they were bringing in girls. They were doing a lot yeah. of – all of the stuff they would – you know, they were doing. <laughs> in, in, they're finger popping. That's why you're not prepared. That's it's, so it's crazy not, to me. Like, 
I just can't. Well, it's crazy to him now. And that's yeah. the thing. Where it, because because this is where we're going to find out if... What he's made of. If, if and what Anthony really Joshua wants exactly. really wants to do. Because Anthony Joshua made a boat ton of money over the past four years. He could be okay. And he's only like, what, 29? He's yes. 28 or 20. I think he's 28. He's about to turn 29. And he just made $25 million Saturday night, by the way. It's he's not like that's he's not already... Even, that's yeah, he's not all, counting his endorsements. Right. He's his endorsement deals are... He's set for yeah. life. So, and herein lies part of the problem. Because he didn't have, and and a lot of people are talking about this. I kind of want to stay on on task though. He gets in that in that third round, and he sits down on a combination that, by the way, was beautiful. Mm-hmm. The uppercut left hook, and you could see Andy was surprised. <laughs> like Andy got all, got put on his butt and was like, "Oh shit!" This dude, this, that was his first time. This is the champ. Well, it's interesting because that uppercut is one of his best punches. Yes. clearly he dropped Klitschko with it's that. It's what he ended the Klitschko right. fight with, pretty so, much stretching his neck on that one. But in that fight, I was wondering why he wasn't countering with the uppercut. He kept waiting to counter Andy with an overhand right, but with a shorter fighter, you can't throw that because the shorter fighter is going to go over your under right. your overhand right and so hit you, you on the top of your head. You got to You got to counter with a right uppercut and I couldn't understand I kept asking that through those first three rounds like why is he not countering with the right uppercut let me tell you what else he did even after so then he he drops him and one thing that I do agree with Sergio Moro on Sergio Moro said now watch this he goes we got two minutes left in this round and he goes watch what happens because Anthony Joshua is one of the best finishers in the sport and he is and instead of taking his time working behind the jab the size difference was so clear during the jabbing he was hitting Andy from me to you, but he's jab. But he's supposed to establish distance, yes. no doubt. But instead of doing that, and you brought up a great point, he wanted so bad to mirror Deontay Wilder's one punch knockout from last week, from the week before last, and he wanted to go in there with one punch and finish the show and say, "What did I tell you guys?" And he tried to do that, and Andy was there for him. He swung and missed, yeah. and he got and he countered. countered. And, and got Andy countered. countered on the top of his dome. And he never recovered. And he for the next four rounds, he never recovered. He could not find his legs. And it was something so strange to see someone so built not be able to stand up straight. Right. And Andy did a great job of never letting him get himself back he started, together. Andy started working the body. That's yes. where that like experience Amateur comes experience. In. Tons of amateur experience. A lot and of professional boxing. Experience. Professional And also like boxing with really good people in the gym. Andy has been in the gym with everyone. He sparred with everyone. So Andy has an experience that I think Anthony Joshua has not had. You know, Andy had what, 116 amateur fights? How many amateur fights did Anthony Joshua have? Maybe not 50. That many. Yeah. Close yeah. to 50. Yeah. yeah. So and like, and all that all of that matters, and so then they both take the fourth round off. He gets dropped twice in the in the third round. They both take the fourth round off because they're gas. Andy got and buzzed too. He's trying to catch. I don't even think they're. they're I, yeah, I, I think well, Andy was. Andy wasn't together either. No. Andy wasn't together. Well, both of them needed to get their their equilibrium back. Andy got his back, and I think Andy was just gassed in the fourth round. To be honest with you, I don't think it was. I don't think it was the equilibrium thing with Andy. I think it was literally just like yeah, because, I'm tired and I need to. And Andy got hit together. on his chin. And Andy knows, got hit on right. the top of his head and, and behind and his absolutely. ear. He knows how to buy time. He knows what to do to, to get himself back together to like catch his breath and stuff. And I think that's what he was doing. With AJ, it was like he didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. He was not prepared for that. And if you look at the footage of him on the ground, he's so embarrassed. He looks like a confused he was just child. Shocked. He was, he was, so he, was shocked. he was confused. Like yeah. he's looking at the referee like, whoa. 
Even the eye wink and all this stuff, and when we fast forward to the seventh round, when he's about to get the fight stopped, he's eye winking, trying to smoke and mirrors it. One thing that I did like a lot from Anthony Joshua was that he got up. <laughs> you have to like the fact that the champion yeah, got up, hard. and he kept getting he's up. Not a punk. Four well, but, let, but let me tell you what else he did. There was a point during the last round where it looked like he said, "I don't have, I can't, my legs will not come back together," and he said, "You know what? Forget it." Let's just go Let's at it. Just dunk him, <laughs> and he went and tried to end the, the fight with a with a Which one is, two. But that is, and I see how as a fan, that's like yes, I want to see this. It's aggressive. It's whatever. I but as a it. fighter, no, hold your bloody opponent. That's what you're supposed oh, to do. No you're doubt. To let him come but see, in. But here's, here lies the problem. You he let the ref separate. He you. didn't. You believe. let him come in. You couldn't. No, he doesn't know he how to didn't either. Believe that his legs would come back in the tenth or I the eleventh. I don't know if that's it. I think. Because he's done that before, he's taken rounds off and recovered later in fights. I think that a lot of he he has not he, been given that to. He's, he's never that, employed that. He's done that, that. once. He's he doesn't that, know how, what, what, He once. doesn't know how to he's do that. He's done that against uh, against Klitschko, once. and he was copying Klitschko. And this he is wasn't exactly doing what it was. He knew to do it, and, and also he was copying Klitschko. And also, and that's a different Klitschko situation. was his size. Because right. what you saw in him getting dropped is he tried to hold Andy, and Andy was smart enough to step back and let him fall. Yeah. Well, and you then, know what, you know what, but what then I'm also, what, when he tried to hold him, what he what Andy did also was let him get inside of him. Because so, Andy then went to work on his body. Oh, my God. He, he went to work on his body. body. Right. And you and started then, watching and Joshua's body crumble. That's yep. been one of AJ's problems, right? So one of the things he's needed to work on is his inside game. He doesn't have a great inside Except game. Except for his uppercut, so, right? And but that's not even inside. He throws that from pretty far he out does, because he's, he's so, so big. long. Yeah, you can fight. You can be a tall, long fighter and fight inside. You, somebody just has to teach you how, and he's never been taught that. So he doesn't have those tools. You saw that in the Klitschko fight. There was no inside fighting. He would just clinch, and he was literally just copying Klitschko, Klitschko, which is how he got through that fight. This fight, you saw that that it's just not in his tool bag. He doesn't. He's never yeah. been taught how to do that. Yeah, and a guy that big, that athletic, you have that much weight on you. All you have to do is lean on them smaller guys. You put one arm under the armpit, you turn your shoulder on his, and you lean all you dead weight. You put all of your weight, <laughs> and on you're that killing that guy. guy's legs, oh, killing his legs. He's working. Hold my two sixty plus your weight, yeah. and 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 which makes me think he doesn't even play basketball because that's a basketball move too when you're tired. Um, now, so then here's here's the the issue that I had. When he got to the corner, one, he spits out his mouthpiece. He looks to his corner like, what is going on? Can you guys tell me anything? Because I'm, I'm confused. And they were like, uh. And like Terry said, they were in the tunnel already. <laughs> they got uh, out of there. Yeah. Then the ref, in my opinion, did the right thing because he didn't need to continue fighting, even though the fact that he said, yeah, I'm ready to fight. He said, his mouth said yes. Everything about his body language said I was done fighting. And he was supposed to do that because he's a champ because that's what champions do. They say they're ready to go even though they're not ready to even go. Even though they're not ready to go. And you're heavyweight and you can get killed out there. You can get killed out there and Andy looked like he was ready to kill him and then on top of that the the issue that I saw though and this is where we were are going to figure out in the future who Anthony Joshua really is Andy broke Anthony Joshua's will because I saw him quit and that was something that I was really surprised about now I don't agree because I didn't see him quit everybody keeps saying that they saw him if the dude gets off the floor four times and then is willing to go back out there again where did he quit Body I think language. at the moment that body you, language I think is not at enough. The moment that you are in the corner and you have your arms there you on the go. ropes, there and you the go. Ref says, "Do you want to fight?" You remember he said I mean, the other times. The other times he got his dukes back up. And was you like, remember the number one rule in boxing is protect yourself yeah, at all times. Yeah. You put your hands back to your face because yeah. you just got rocked. So yeah. you don't want your arms here. If he says fight and your arms are here, Andy is going to come in and clobber you. You put your hands back up and you step forward. 
That's what you do he, in boxing. He turns his That's back. That's what you do. He steps away. And then he stretches out wide like he's in a lounger chair. First and foremost. And that's okay. Like maybe he's you need to catch a. Oh, he's going right. No, no doubt. About, For sure. I, it's okay until it's time to get it back on. And I think a lot of that, I think a lot of whether or not he, I don't know he was conscious he was quitting. Is yes. the whole thing. What I agree saying? with that. I think maybe I agree he was with unconscious that. I agree of the fact with that. that he was quitting. Because he's just going through the motions now because your body's been training. trying to get himself and, together yeah, and he doesn't together. know what to do. But again, I'm just like. Who's been training you? Why have they not prepared you for this? You're a totally unprepared. Fighter. Yeah, like and you can get knocked down at any anyone, time. By anybody, anyone, by anybody, that's it. Big, they're these all big, big boys, fellas. and they they all. And he's up. been hit harder by other fighters than than. Uh, so Bruce why have you not been prepared? Like prepared for this moment? Hey, finger popping. <laughs> get him. All right now. Hey AJ, where are you? I'm in Miami, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Don't you have a fight? There's a fight tonight. What? <laughs> oh, bloody hell, man! Let's go up. Let's go to New York. Fire up the jet, man. Yeah, and and this is why. Now, let's go to the to the aftermath of the situation because this is the sick part. This is this is where you actually see. This is so disappointing to me. I've I've been a big supporter and a big fan of Deontay Wilder. I felt like Deontay Wilder. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I felt like Deontay Wilder. He's always been lovely to me. So he's a he's a he's, he's a great a nice fun guy. guy. I, he's a charming guy. I I before you go because I know probably where you're gonna go. I have an issue with this whole heel turn he's taken. Right, because I like him, and I understand maybe you need to put. You feel like this is gonna sell your fights more, but the whole weird persona, like loud, I want to kill somebody, like all of that stuff. It's just unnecessary. You're a American heavyweight. You're making a bunch of people. People are either going to like you or they're not. And if they don't like you, fuck them. They don't like you. I but agree. You're the, you're the champion of the world. Like, stand up there and be the good dude we actually know you to be. But now you're like, you stand feel up like there you and be the preacher's son. And here lies the problem. You need to trash talk, and you're not a good speaker in general. So trash <laughs> talking is that. tough. <laughs> so ultimately, the problem is then Deontay Wilder comes out with a statement on Twitter that says. He was a fake champion. He was right. never a real champion. Right. His his championship consisted of lies, gifts, and and, uh, and I don't blah, know blah, where blah. he got that from. And and then on no, top of and I've then on top of that, and he fought better Wilders. quality yeah. opponents and than then Deontay on, Wilder. And then, and then on top Agreed. of that, he says he he buttons it with now y'all see who was ducking who, which is the most absurd statement. In the world. Exactly, because he got offered over $100 million to fight Anthony Joshua. And to fight Brazil, then Anthony Joshua. Yeah. And he's acting like he beat Anthony Joshua. And this is the problem that I have. He's and, acting like he knocked out Anthony Joshua. And, not only and that, I but, still think that Anthony Joshua would beat up Deontay Wilder. I he agree. may not beat up Andy Ruiz because of uh, a style issue. A Unless guy that's his, his height and his size... The way that Wilder is wild, he can get straight short to the punch. I know a lot of people disagree because everybody's always the prisoner in the moment. See, I told you, you should stay away from Bomb Squad, blah, 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 blah. No, Bomb Squad styles throws, make fights. Yeah. That yeah. saying styles make fights is actually real. Yeah, well, it's actually accurate. And I've never yeah. seen somebody celebrate losing hundreds of millions of dollars. I, like unbelievable. Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder right. celebrate Anthony Joshua right. lose, lose, and he just lost, I don't know how much money, if Anthony Joshua can't get his belts back. That's it. And then on top of that, and then on top of that, you saw a, uh, the mirror of that, which was the classy way that Tyson Fury responded. And Tyson Fury, again, in a show of class, I mean, I 
The guy is really hard to not like Tyson Fury. I love right? him. And yes. now, now <laughs> right. when we were in I the I don't UK, love his boxing, like, at all. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's effective. It's effective, but yeah. it's ugly. As a boxer, I'm not a fan, but, like... The pity patch style. I love him. <laughs> his trash talk is great. He is the yes. king of trash talk. He's the king talk. of trash talk so in the sport right now. And now, but the, but the thing that he said was, this is heavyweight boxing. He goes, we've had our back and forth. This is heavyweight boxing. These things happen. Rest, recover, and come again. Yeah. That's classy, man. Yeah. That's really, really classy. He well, also, business-minded, knows that, like, the money for him is, I mean, Wilder as well, but the money for him is an AJ fight, too. So Are you kidding? They probably, they probably yeah. couldn't even build a stadium to hold enough people exactly. to watch right. AJ versus Tyson Fury. In England, for sure. Yeah, that's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even here, to be honest, you do have to go to the Cowboys Stadium because those guys travel. The, 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 well, the, the Brits are just, willing. Just, I just heard somebody singing Sweet Caroline and the Cowboys. Caroline. Yeah, and then somebody just told me from Madison Square Garden last night the place was full of Brits. Yeah. Full of Brits. They Sold out full of Brits. That's uh-huh. what Eddie Hearn was saying uh-huh. when he thanked everybody. I thought that was an interesting point. I want to go with some of the boxers that were on the broadcast. In my opinion, the best 140-pound fighter in the world is Regis Progray. And Regis had a very interesting take last uh, Saturday night. In the post team. World as well. 140-pound champion Regis Prograde joins us here. All right, Regis, I haven't asked you off camera because I, I don't know I, I don't know what to say. You tell us. What did you think happened in there tonight? I mean, I don't know, man. Um, I, I'm just I'm happy for Ruiz, but at the same time, I'm very, very disappointed in Joshua. I actually held back some tears. I mean, I was sitting next to my wife, and she was she was cheering and stuff, but I, like, held back some tears. I just, I, I kind of, like I said, I'm, happy, I'm definitely happy for Ruiz, but, um, when you see such a, a super champion like him, a, like a world, like a world star right now, and something happen like this to him, it's just, it's horrible. It's sad. Uh, now, also, uh, Chris was asking in the ring. We, we've seen Joshua recover before, and it seemed like after he had a round, after getting knocked down twice uh-huh. to get his legs underneath him. Okay, now we're going to see Joshua take over. Why do you think that didn't happen? Uh, no telling, man. Um, I, you can't say if it's. With something he did or just Ruiz was that good, basically, you know. So I don't know, man. Um, I just don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know what to say. I'm kind We're of all a little stunned, Regis. Yes. everybody yes. is. You know, I was I was sitting next to, you know, a lot of Brits and stuff, and everybody was just shocked, and so was I. I was, you know, I was shocked when he got hurt, what, the second or third round, and he got dropped those two times. I was just like, damn, you know, like that's – I'm definitely – I'm stunned. <laughs> you that know, was a very – um. Honest? Poli- no, he's a disowned fight. That's a very politically correct answer from him, but he seems like a love. Honestly, I love him and that accent. I, I, I just want. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's I, from New Orleans. Yeah, I love Regis, it. I love Regis, it. I love it. He's a friend of the O zone. I don't think he was being politically correct. I think he was, being, I think he was, he was being shocked. sincere. You can see his face. You can see his face. He didn't really say much. Like, he was like, I don't really know. I'm He said, I'm shocked. No, 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 no. He also says, he also says, I'm disappointed in Anthony Joshua. That's not a PC answer. And it continues on. You guys can watch it in the post. The zone post coverage, but it continues on where he, he's he's really because Sergio Moore is like, well, you know, it was a banana peel. He didn't get a chance to prepare for him. And what about how 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 have you done that? He said, well, I we all fighters, we all have short preparation. I knock my guys out, so I haven't had. That. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was interesting, and it was short. It was short notice, it was but super it wasn't short. that short. It was five weeks. Like there's tape out there. You can that's what that's what you do at fight plan. You I have fight no doubt that time. Anthony Joshua did not look at a Ruiz round. No. There's there's no. nothing. He he looked totally ill prepared. He looked like he got in the ring and thought he was going to spar. And <laughs> thought he was going to spar. Yeah. It looked like a day and and this is what Regis like an exhibition. This is what Regis yeah. continues to say and let's let's hear along those lines. 
this is what happens. I don't know if you ever had a replacement in a fight when you're training to fight somebody else yeah. and then they throw in someone completely different. Mm -hmm. I'm telling Brian, that really has an effect, champion or not. Yeah. Mentally, the momentum just gets halted. Have you ever had a last-minute replacement and how did it go? Of course, in boxing era, we all had last-minute replacements. Um, as far as my last-minute replacement, I knocked all of them out. So I never had that problem and hopefully I never have this type of problem. But um, yeah, it's, it's dangerous. It's always dangerous. Somebody like Ruiz is, is definitely a dangerous opponent. Maybe, you know, I was hearing some people say maybe Joshua, you know, he was, you know, shaking hands and talking to a lot of people before the fight. And, and, and maybe it looked like, to me, it looked like he just, he was just very, he wasn't nervous at all. And I feel like you have to have some type of nerves going into a fight, you know. And, and for me, just looking at him before the fight, just just in his in his, in his corner, just chewing on his mouthpiece, it looked like he didn't have a can in the world. No focus. And I, I can't say no focus, but it's just like, it just... He was just way more relaxed than before. All right. And that's a really good point. It is. It's yeah. telling. It's very telling. Regardless of what sort of athletic venture that you do, I have never played in a sanctioned athletic event where I wasn't nervous. Right. Let alone fighting where you could die. Right. Like, you can you die. Like Literally. somebody is trying to like, – The goal. Somebody trying yeah. to dismantle yeah. you. Knock you out. Like, yeah, if you're not nervous, that's a problem. And a lot of fighters like – I never had nerves, nerves like leading up to the ring, but the second you step in the ring, that like, shit oh, is, shoot. is real. Like it's real. <laughs> like, and oh, then, shoot. and then you're nervous because you should be. Somebody's come at you, like throwing bombs <laughs> right. at your head. That's what should happen. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with that statement completely. It was, it was pretty telling. He was, he was definitely like looking around the arena when he got. In the yeah, ring. he wasn't looking at the opponent. Like I said, he was laying against the ropes. It was just like you know, he yeah, put on his smoking jacket. I was like, like wow. Fair, <laughs> for sure. And now Eddie Hearn had great comments as well. They're, they're a bit long winded, but Eddie Hearn had great comments, and I, I, I really respect Eddie Hearn. And he was really of, honest. He was so honest for a for, for the, a promoter for, the promoter for his of the losing. Cash cow. That right. was the I favorite. Th I think that Eddie was. Really he kept it one hundred. And a he, lot of people have issues. I like Eddie because of that. Uh, me, like, too. me too. Me too. Very candid. Me too. He said Not what PC. he thinks. No. Yeah. And, and so it's and wild, so. But. And I want to. I want to. I want to play one more fighter's perspective, which is somebody who really who AJ destroyed, but somebody who also just wants to get his shot with Wilder because he feels he can do to Wilder what Ruiz just did to to AJ, and that is. Delian White. Let's hear what Delian had to say. Is that how you pronounce his name? I've never known that. He was jabbing out of range. He was jabbing and retreating. He was fighting with his left hand down. You know, when he got hurt, he didn't know how to hold or to tie up or to survive. And he just, he just seemed like he wasn't bothered. He just seemed like he didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. It was strange. It was strange. Maybe he just didn't want, maybe he just didn't, he couldn't deal with the pressure anymore. It's a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. He just seemed like... He just seemed like, he just seemed like, because uh, on the oh, round, the he said to collect my money. That's all they seemed that, you know, he said he's a landlord. He failed to collect the rent. Well, he did, he did get paid, but, you know, he left, yeah, he left without the keys. Because the round before he got stopped, um, I think in the corner he was saying that he just doesn't feel right or why he does he feel this like course, this? Why does he feel like this? Because... You're in America and Nevada testing, you're not in the juice. That's why it's harder to get therapeutic use exemption the there. Yeah. Hello. 
The lean, the, the, well, everybody always wants to. Aspect. Everybody always wants to lean on the juice. Well, and I think that we well, would we would be we would be one thing that he says. We would be remiss to not make a note of the fact that his physical appearance is different looked, than it has been. And I actually said that. Yeah. I don't think his physical. To me, he looked like yeah, the statue like, he always no, looked he, like. He, but he, his he, his gas looked like fighters that we see that test dirty after. Uh, like you saw it with when when the the best example I had Fernando was when Vargas. Oscar De La Hoya fought Fernando Vargas and Fernando Vargas was literally killing Oscar De La Hoya in the we first four or five rounds. Fight. We thought they were going to stop the fight, and then he gassed in the sixth or seventh, and Oscar De La Hoya came on and beat him. Then you come to find afterwards he tested dirty. Right. This is what the juice does, you know. But- or the flip side, like from a physicality aspect, if you were fighting somewhere that maybe you were not getting tested in the same way, and then you decide to. Sign cycle, up. Cycle off of something. And he, he looked his physically – he still looks amazing. He has a, an incredible physique. Right. But he did look different. His body is slightly different than it was. I had, a lot of people actually – I brought it up and people, like fighters were like, yeah, you can you – can, if you look at it, you can see the difference. And I could take two photos and point it out for you on a video. To me, that looked like – yeah, no, it, 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 it doesn't look – he does not look the same. And I think that if me, you but, cycle off, that's the other thing. If you cycle off – the you can gas until, out un, and until there's until there's stuff. proof of that one. I, I'm right. going to lay off the juice, but the, to me, with white because he put white to sleep. That's it. And, yeah, and he's mad. Right, and that's he's, mad. he's yeah. big mad. And he's, he's hate, big. He's mad. hating right he's now. Hate. I mean, that's been a, that's. And I'm not saying one way or the other. I don't really know. I, know. I don't know it at all. I, but, yeah, but but, and, but the physical thing. It's been a rumor. Yeah, it's been a rumor because he's super ripped. But the other side of that is, I think that also goes back to. Finger popping. Right. He doesn't look the same because maybe he's not doing 20,000 sit-ups. Maybe he's doing 2,000 sit-ups. maybe he's drinking a little bit. Maybe he's drinking a little bit. That'll make – when you're that defined – That'll make a difference. Part of the reason it's yeah, so well, your spectacular. Is so important, actually. Yes, the whole and thing. exactly. And you can't and, betray and, your body and think that it's not going to betray you. And and that and as uh, as when you're in that kind of spectacular shape, it's a detail oriented thing. You know, right. your your diet is super detailed. Your regimen is super detailed. And then when you top that off with potentially drinking or hanging out and not getting your rest and blah 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 and blah blah blah. Like Terry said, the recovery isn't all there, but there's a there's. So a, how substantiated are those finger popping? It's <laughs> real, the, yeah, okay. it's real, it's real. I've I've gotten it from it's a real. few people, and so I've gotten it from the source. Yes. I've gotten it from I've gotten I had, it from people no, I had brought it who up were someone who were out and about. Me, so who I were out and yeah, about. Okay, yeah, in Miami. And this thing. is coming from Joe Miami here. This is Jose Miami talking to you. So <laughs> this is yeah. So so this alter ego. There's a there's a. There's one a, of them. There's a, there's Does he a, wear a linen shirt? A lot of, always. <laughs> if it's not a t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so yeah, so so there's that. I I you know, I want to address one more thing on the fight, which was the scorecards. <laughs> How about that home cooking? Anthony Joshua was down maximum one point on the scorecards before they before he got knocked out. Right. You can't get knocked down. 20,000 times. Six times. <laughs> right. And then still be up. This is unbelievable. This is what they're telling you is the same kind of situation with, with Canelo. Yes. If well, you, you stay on your feet, time? they will. I see him. I saw it. Just stay focused, boxer chick. Be focused. <laughs> We're going to get to it. No, it comes We're to that. We're going to get to it. So the home cooking is so incredible because you are the network star. Right. You're bringing all this money to New York. 
You're bringing it to New York. Yeah. You bring it everywhere you go. In AJ, New York is invested in you yeah, but AJ, coming back to. It, yeah. But he's a walking yeah. economy, though. Yeah, he's it, right. very Mayweather in Vegas esque at this Same point. Uh-huh. Yes. yes, agreed. And where they'll they'll bend the rules for you. They'll give you a card. They'll give you a round. If it's a questionable round, it's not it's questionable. Yours. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. And so now, when you take that and you go down, I actually. The the only Canelo fight recently that I can say I didn't have a problem with the cards was the Danny Jacobs fight because I yes. actually had it the same way. I thought Danny lost the fight. Mm-hmm. But um, you go down to the girls' fight and Katie Taylor versus Delphine, the money's on Katie Taylor. Yeah. Unfortunately, she did not win that fight. There's no way anybody could watch that fight and say she won the fight. I watched the fight. I'm assuming you watched the fight. Yeah. And if Pursun had done anybody work whatsoever, she could have knocked her out. A hundred percent. She could have knocked her out. Pursun's a very – she did what she did, does well. That's what she's she does. A, she's yeah. a puncher. It's like she can yeah. punch. Right. For that size, she can punch. Yeah. And she's straight punches all day. But at a certain point, you saw Katie shut off. You saw her eyes yes. glaze over. Yes. And then she actually she resorted. And she's been evolving. Like – Talk about a fighter evolving, like fight by fight. You've been seeing her like box more, uh, box more, yeah. come yep. to the body yep. a little bit yep. more, yep. move a little bit more, yep. sit down on her punches a little bit more. And in this fight, you saw her do that the first three rounds, and then she started getting hit, and then she shut down, and then she resorted back to like more of an amateur style, kind of just throwing the arms out a little bit, lots yep. of punches, yep. trying to just not get hit. Delphine definitely won that fight. Definitely that was a won. terrible decision. I and agree. I'm a Katie Taylor fan. I no no but, no no. You but, you, but, but this is all the fight you saw. Yeah, but this was, is the Delphine only definitely won that fight, so and it made her and and then Katie has the nerve to run around on her Instagram and everything talking about she's undisputed yeah but this is the problem with the credibility of the zone with the fighters that when they lock them into their stable because can the other fighters have, have a, a chance fair, have a chance have a fair shake I don't think that's just the zone though like if you look that's at PBC boxing. fights that's boxing right now that's well but see but the of, issue is no, is the stable boxing. of PBC still wins regardless of who wins because they're all in the stable yeah and a similar right. and a similar thing goes for the zone, except for you had two guys who were way way blown out as far as their pay scale goes. Yes, and that's AJ and uh, Canelo. And Canelo. Well, Golovkin also blown out, my opinion, but whatever. No, no, blown out meaning disproportionate to the other people on the stable. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that yeah, 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 Gennady's true. not overpaid no. comparison to what Canelo and the other guys are getting paid. It's it's this is it. I'm talking about in relation. yeah. They were the investments. I mean, they're the investments. They needed to spearhead to zone right. They yeah. need people uh-huh. to subscribe, and they, those were the people they were banking on for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. It was AJ and Canelo. Yeah, but I want to go back to this AJ thing though. Lay it on us. I want to know why is it that people don't like him? What has he done? He stands for almost everything that's right in a sport. He doesn't make excuses. <laughs> he 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 actually wore the loss, and everybody's loss. mad that he wore the loss. Yes. He, he was classy. Yeah. He's, he's classy. always classy. He's always, and everybody's but mad is, at that. But this is what I'm saying. When we were in the UK, everybody was he's mad. Dead. Yeah, yeah. But why is that? What is it that he's done? Is there something out there that he's done to somebody, or something that makes people not like him like they do? I think. Um, I mean, we I have a problem in, England, in society. In England, there's a dynamic there that I don't quite understand. One of my friends, uh, Jamali, is British, and he was trying to explain it, but I don't really understand it. There's a dynamic there with a class system that I think comes into play in mm-hmm. England. And I think here there's a little bit of the element of um, people don't like the prettiest girl in the room usually. Yeah. yeah you know what that, I mean? That's a you good know, point. People like that's a really good hate. point. That is. And, like, he, and he is the prettiest girl the in the room. Girl there's in the room. no two ways he's, about it. And, he, and he's classy about it. And right. he carries it well. And he's, you know – Thinks, if I had a if I had a an, an endorsement that I wanted to put on someone, he'd be the guy I go to. Right, he could carry it. You know, 
even right. after the fights, he thanks the other fighters for fighting. Winning or, win or loss. He, win or loss. He seems like a decent He's a decent guy. He seems like and a his decent image guy. Is that's very part decent. of the problem. Yeah. But why, is, unfortunately, but, that's yeah, a problem. Why problem? is that problem? Because, because, because people, people want, want and this, this would, beef. People this, want pe- animosity. They want. And this is why that. a guy like, like Deontay Wilder decides to turn heel and say, no, it's not good enough for me to be the preacher's son and just be a, the champ. I right. have to want talk about killing people in the ring. Be a little salacious. I have to be. Yeah, there's a salaciousness. I felt like that was just watching a lot of wrestling. Really, <laughs> maybe starting to watch a lot of wrestling, and then those. Don't get me wrong. Like I love those outfits. They're fire. Right. Like that crown is. I don't amazing. know how he can breathe. I don't know why that weird Darth Vader mask. That shit is crazy, but it's fire. Like it's really dope too. But I was like, oh, he's been watching wrestling. That's what he's been doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say another thing about AJ, which is a big reason. And you brought this up, and I, I went and did some research. A big reason for his stalling beyond just his corner, a big reason for his stalling was the fact that he was up for the world championship belt after 17 fights. And what the reason I say that is he took a gamble. They took a gamble on a championship fight at that point early in his career, which mm. is what we see now more and more with the Lomachenkos and the this guy and the that guy, people getting fights earlier. Uh, but since that point, he adopted this two-fight-a-year strategy, partially because he can't get opponents, but partially because this is the cash cow overblown element of it. And this is the part of what DeLeon White said that I actually do think is a factor. The inactivity affected him? The inactivity. It it affected – you can see how much better Deontay, who's still not fundamentally sound completely, but you can see how much better he is now that he gets – that he's gotten to fight Ortiz – and Tyson Fury. But he's a two-fighter and they, person and they, now, too, isn't he not? Pretty but much. before that, he had three guys in a row who were on the juice that the fights got called off. Right. So then he would get a replacement guy and get half a round right. or one round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the actual rounds, nothing gets boxers better than boxing. You know, that's and that's right. a, that's something you can't just practice. You have to play. It's not like other sports. You have to actually fight to get better. And I will give that to Deontay because he still is – Getting better. When he gets excited, he, he's wild. He loses his mind. Right. But he's yeah, he's much better. He sits down. He's, mu- he's much better more. than his he jab was. is great. Like yep. he's definitely his footwork is better than it was for sure. Yeah. He doesn't cross his legs as much anymore. Yep. Like, he's definitely evolving. And for but sure. this is what I'm saying. And a lot of that happened since in fights since the since last the, the Ortiz three years. fight. Yeah. yeah. In the last three years. But but AJ has fought two Nine times rounds. a year. <laughs> And the and the and the rounds that he's gotten, and sometimes when you watch these fights, honestly, he's actually somewhat carried guys, and it looks like that he's getting work. Like he's trying to figure, out, oh, that's what, okay, that's how that worked. Like if you look how cautious he was in the Joseph Parker fight, another fight where he walked in looking like he was seven feet tall, and the mm-hmm. other guy was right. five six. In that fight, he goes the distance. He never fought that fight in a way that like he fought uh, Andy. Uh-huh. Same kind of situation. Uh, he fights Povetkin. He goes seven because he was cautious and he stays with that super long jab until it gets you punch drunk. Then he knocks you out. I didn't understand why that wasn't the game. Plan. I don't understand because I think it's what Terry said. There was so much pressure. Deontay Wilder mastered the skullduggery by knocking out a bum in Dominic Brazil. That part of the reason he got knocked out in the first round is because he hasn't been the same guy since AJ punished him for seven rounds a few years ago. I mean, punished and him too. And Aura has kind of always been overhyped. Yeah. There's yeah, but, that. But he's but, just like all the rest of most of the heavyweights. He's got a big I, punch. But he still has a big punch. He's got a big punch. In this punch. fight yeah. that you just, just like saw. like when he hit Wilder, when Wilder had him in the corner, right, right. Wilder retreated because right. he got hit with a big punch. 
Yeah. And so and so when you when you have these elements, there's a lot to be desired. I still think AJ can be a great champion. This could be a setup for a tremendous comeback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, think of the story. It's a defining that, moment. You know, this is a defining fantastic. moment. Yeah. So we'll see if he really wants it. We'll see it. if he wants so it. This is what it comes down that, to. Why is it that just like I always say, nowadays if you lose a fight, you're not any good anymore. This yeah. makes no sense because this is a new I mean, this is a new phenomenon. That, part of that is the narrative though of the promotions and the way you're saying people are being like pushed to championship belts really fast and stuff. Part of it, it all falls in the same line. It's a lot of the promoters are building things up quickly because they, they're churning through people. It's a little yeah, bit easier. Right. You know, they're not That's investing true. in a right. lifetime career. Right. No, people are getting into yeah, right. retiring, but you're a lot right. of that is because the promoters are just deciding, Oh, you're done. Okay. I'm going to use you. And when the promoters are moving you like chess pieces and you don't have control of your career, right. That stuff like that's going to happen. If you're going to get matched up with somebody that they're hoping is going to beat you because you're just a pawn, unless you're the guy they're investing. Great in. point. Yeah. You know, and that point. you see that with um, Charlo, the smaller one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how he just got when he when he didn't get the decision. The other. Yeah. 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 yeah you know, and yeah. and and all the stuff, and all of a sudden, whatever. But yeah. he was hyping. Yeah. Like, let let me be clear. His brother is. The better boxer of the two of them. Yes. He's still a very good fighter, though. Oh yeah, and no, he's not. He's still it's not a very over. Good fighter, but you see that narrative switch. Um, J Rock is the perfect example now, of that, yes, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And J Rock did you the know, right thing. He back came in back the day, and it was fine. You could lose it. fights, and then you come back and you win a rematch or the yeah. trilogy, or you know. And people want to see that. I think that a lot of that is just the narrative that the promoters have decided that if you are undefeated, you are more marketable. That's and it. I think that that's lazy. I, I, I agree. That's, they should that's do their job and people. Yeah, I mean, Floyd definitely encouraged that. Um, and then when you can handpick your fighters, like you're, you're insinuating, if you handpick these fighters, pick your fights right, why why was Floyd fighting Birdo? You know what I'm saying? At the end, for his last decision. Right. And those kind of fights, people don't want to see. You know, it brings nothing to the table, but it keeps his record intact. In one sense, he blessed Birdo, but I understand what you're saying. There's no, there's no two ways about it. And also, I mean, that's not even the last one. That Conor McGregor fight yeah, yeah. counted. Ugh. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. That, that nonsense counted. Yeah. Um, but I'd rather not even talk go about him. Let's not no, go down just that in path, general. Right? I don't even like to bring he, – because he, he hurt the game. Even though – Yeah, but this is what we're talking about, though, because now nobody could get a loss and feel like that they're credible because you have a loss on your record. But this Coming is what you J-Rock is the best yeah. example because he just came back, and when he came back, he made his statement about all the pundits and everybody saying Just everything that they off. said. Yeah. yeah. And and because a guy gets a loss in his boxing and it happens, especially when you're talking about the big boys. Right. Speaking of which, the last thing that I want to talk about in that is Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> How about Stephen A. Smith in this statement How? that Completely he came out of pocket. totally out of pocket, totally yeah. disgraceful yeah. Uh, situation that he spoke on downing Andy Ruiz despite just completely dismissing Andy Ruiz, the new heavyweight champion, by the way, right. Right, that he couldn't handle for 30 seconds. Oh, I said something about that on Twitter. Got a lot of traction, actually, because I was <laughs> responding. I'm Canelo said something about it on Twitter, yes. which yeah, I which really like, appreciate. Yes. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah, Good to know that he's got to shut up. Yeah. yeah, he needs to get out. Oh, yeah. yeah, he doesn't need to be involved in boxing. Let's no, he doesn't. Like, Stephen A. Smith does not know what he's talking about with boxing. He may in basketball, football. I'm not going to judge that because those are not my sports. Yeah, I get it. Knowledgeable in boxing, you do not know what you're talking about, and then you come out and you say something like this about being disappointed and it's disgraceful. You're completely. It's a it's a disrespect. It's so disrespectful. And he commented immediately on Ruiz's body and then said he was disappointed in AJ. Like he has any say in anything. Like you're any kind of authority on boxing. Like anybody right. cares what you think, right. number one. And well, number two, like as somebody who deals with athletes and speaks about athletes and sports, like 
how do you feel like it's okay to be disrespectful to an athlete? I just don't – that <laughs> well, I right, don't understand. Right? Like, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I completely agree with you. That was it's this, unacceptable. This is what you do for a living, and and now you want to fat shame Ruiz, which you have no reason to do because this guy he just, just re- got he just busy. Won. He just won. He won he four won. belts. He won all the belts. He, he is the man. He's the man. Regardless of what anybody else wants to say, he's, your he's walking. He's around. your champion. Yes, he's yeah. walking around with four belts, and Deontay Wilder won seven million dollars. Exactly. Right. Come on, man. Yeah, it's totally unacceptable. And the maddest guy on the planet is who? Big baby. <laughs> As he should be. He As should. he should be. Because that could have been Big Baby. Big Baby. Oh, yeah. I agree. But it could have been Big Baby. Yeah. It could have been. It could have been. And he could have held his $5 million. He got. He's out the $5 million. He's out the league. And he, No, he was going to make like 10 for that. Was it 10 Yeah. He was going to make like 10 It was more than he's made. He was going to make more than, more than that. It was like 10 Yeah. It was Jeez. a lot. So you out millions of dollars. Life-changing money. Everything. Life-changing dough that you did not have before. You also did your whole team a disservice because his team, right. his promoters and stuff, they did not know. They right. didn't know he was. Oh, and oh, that. interesting because that, that makes sense. And then why they came out so strong talking about how it was racist and right, right, it was a setup and blah, blah, they blah, didn't blah, know. blah, blah, blah. So you, you threw them under the bus because they're right. defending you because the, you're telling them that you're right. clean. Right, and you're Ooh. you're testing dirty, and it's the second time you've done it. You've he done it in kickboxing dirty. too. Well, this, he's supposed to have done it more than two times. I mean, I mean, I don't know in, about in that. his kickboxing career. He's, oh, he's supposed he possibly, to possibly. I don't know. Yeah, he's supposed. I to know test. that he had tested dirty once. I didn't know it was more than once yeah. over there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, I think he's the most angry guy in the in the As league. He should be, As and I don't should. think he should Cause fight because he's. Well, on I mean, the, I don't know if he should. He's he's on the outside. He's on the outside. He's on the outside, and I mean. Again, like we were saying, in the heavyweight division, especially in every fight, but well, in the heavyweight he, division, your life is on the line. Right. And he was throwing Joshua under the bus talking about, he was, you know, he's talking home. about him being a juicer. Yeah. I mean, isn't that usually the way it is? That's yeah. always Aren't the way the it is. Aren't the cheaters the ones who are always worried it. about this where, is where, where you're going? This is 100 right? <laughs> <laughs> well, Where were you? Oh, I'm worried about where you're going. That's funny. That's funny. Well, want to move on quickly because I actually have to go, but I want to move on and talk about the world of the NBA. Ladies and gentlemen, the coolest kid on campus showed up at the finals last night, and it was not OVO. It was President Barack Hussein Obama showed up at the game. Press. Press showed up in a leather jacket like the Fonz, fool. What you going to do now? And got number, nothing but number love. Andy, number 44. Number 44. It was total dad's aunt. It was swag is what it was. He's the cool dad. Yeah, yeah, and yeah so, sure. uh, but But to the game, man. You just can't say enough about the adjustments that Steve Kerr made and that the Golden State Warriors showed so much heart. I just I just greatly and totally appreciate Boogie gave it to him too. Boogie gave it to him and I'm surprised. I am too. Because he looked terrible in game one in and the he limited so. minutes. And he took the time to get his game together for or whatever pain that he had to take for, you know, for mm-hmm. game two. And he made the difference. Yeah. He was a nightmare for Marc Gasol. He was a nightmare for Siakam because Draymond stepped his defense up. But Draymond stepped his defense up with the assistance of having the big man right behind him. A real big that man. changes everything. Anybody that doesn't know anything about basketball, if the big fella is behind you, this is part of the reason why Kobe Bryant could be all defense, all NBA, all blah, blah, blah. Because you know that if Shaquille O'Neal is behind you, nobody wants to get pounded by Shaq. Nobody wants to have their career possibly end because Shaquille O'Neal fouled you and busted your mouth open. Because when the game first started, I think Boogie had like three fouls in ten minutes. I've established dominance. I'm establishing violence in the middle of the paint. Don't come in here unless you want some of this violence. And this is going back to that New Zealand kid. See? 
That doesn't add up at all. Yes, it <laughs> None does. None of that adds up. Yes, because the kid's going to go play with pros. He's and not going to play with DeMarcus Cousins at but, all. Yeah, like what are, who are the other people playing in New Zealand? <laughs> that's are they exactly. New Zealand? Well, if well, they were that good, they would be in the league. That's not true because they have giants over there in New Zealand. You sound like you're. this is the Lord of the Rings talk. <laughs> they have giants everywhere, if that's what you're saying. Just like how Steven Adams is a giant. You know what they do now in the NBA? When you're a giant, they find you and they get you to the league. That's what they do. Okay. It's a worldwide game. We'll follow this. Yeah, yeah, we'll follow it. That's a, it is what it is. But for this game, DeMarcus Cousins was an extremely effective tool. I mean, another example of overcoming adversity, whatever it was that was wrong with Steph Curry, he overcame. And I don't know why that they kept insinuating that he was taking some sort of energy pills, whatever that means. Like, I didn't appreciate. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know. Exactly. But they kept like. <laughs> We think that Steph is taking an energy pill to get himself good. <laughs> what is an energy pill? An energy pill like caffeine or like niacin? I, like, right? <laughs> we don't or know. Is it like a banned substance? Like, right. I, I, I don't know. Um, I didn't appreciate that. I just felt like that the um, that Golden State was going to come back on him anyway. All you need is one game at somebody's house. Now Golden right? State has home court. I said and that that's before. Right, right. And, that, sure and, that's what, and that's what it's about. You can win the first game. They won the first game. They were supposed to because they're the home team. But you, you're supposed to protect home. And they didn't protect home. And now they're in trouble. And don't they consistently prove that they are, like, unflappable? Pretty like much. They will lose. They can lose by a bunch of points. And then <laughs> and they can jump right back. just like, fine. They got the short memory, yeah. which, is, which is very valuable. You see it with how important it is for baseball players, really. Yeah. You have to have the short memory in success or in failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Warriors have mastered that. And they were not at all concerned. They went in there. They got the job done. And it, I'm telling you, it looks like Kawhi Leonard is one step away from being fully injured, not the series himself. Mm, and one example I is – I find him so entertaining. Yeah, and, and, and like fascinating. Like I right, love him. I right. loved him when he played in San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing with the laugh. Like I love him. <laughs> and one of the reasons – one of the reasons I say that is one, how he runs, how he's been running these first two games. But two, Steph Curry tried to throw him that ball at the end of the game. And he just couldn't get there. And that was unbelievable to watch. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. The one that, that Iggy about. ended up in the uh-huh. huge shot because Sean Livingston. Because they had trapped him and he had they trapped him and he threw the ball right to the middle and, well, and, and Kawhi was there. Kawhi, though? Like, I agree. that team for a whole season. Like, like, how exhausted But must this be. is my point because a lot of people thought that he can carry a team like LeBron James can. LeBron James is a physical specimen. Right. Kawhi is a great athlete and a great player, but he is not a physical specimen like LeBron not James. Not the same way. So you can't take the banging, the bumping, and all that kind of stuff and keep it pushing. Now he's slowing down because he's getting beat up. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't agree with that. But I, I think that LeBron James carries has carried several teams. But LeBron James won once. And what do you mean the, he won once? He won once against his Warriors team that you're talking about. He had to carry a team, and that was the time that he actually didn't carry the team because he had his help. He had his full complement of players. I don't agree. How? How? He had Kawhi. He had Kevin Love. Yeah, Kawhi. I mean, he had a uh, Kyrie Irving. He <laughs> had Kevin Love. He had he had his team. And that's when he didn't have to carry the team. The times when he had to carry the team, Le- he put Le- up Le- the most insane Le- numbers yeah, in the but history let's not even of go the down, finals. Let's not go down the rabbit hole because me and you will agree to disagree <laughs> because LeBron James carried them to the finals, through the playoffs, to the finals, and to the championship. Everybody can say, "Oh, Kyrie hit the shot," or the LeBron James pinned Draymond shot against the backboard. LeBron James dipped on him at the end of the thing to establish his dominance. LeBron James gets fouled oh, every play. And he won one chip. Yeah, but he has more than them. one chip. You're, I'm, I'm not against, saying he against doesn't the Warriors. Have, uh, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. And you're, you're saying that Kawhi is incapable of doing that. He can't. I don't know if he can't. Well, we're about to find that's out. What, yeah, that, this, this is what we're saying. I mean, it's, it's he. you can you're argue. You're just talking about him slowing down. You can down argue like that. LeBron that Kawhi, never slows down. 
Kawhi's not very old, right? No. no. And you can also argue that Kawhi has less help than LeBron had in those runs. That's Yeah. That's not the first time LeBron James went to the finals. He had nobody on his team, and that was in 2007. He had a Zadrunas Ilgowskis. I, I, I agree, but I'm talking about against the Warriors. Yeah, but I, I'm, whoever I'm makes it the to the finals against you are a worthy opponent, and he's been there carrying teams. So when people thought that Kawhi could carry a team or anybody else can carry a team like LeBron James can, literally. Like when he carried the Spurs and beat LeBron and them with the better team in Miami? Ooh. Or that doesn't count? Who, who did he have on his team? A bunch of old dudes? Okay, you can call them old if you want to. He had he had Ginobili. He had Tony Parker. 37? He wasn't 37 then. He had Tony. Yes, he was. He had Tony Parker. He had, did he who have, was it? Who had, did, who, who did retired he, two years later? It doesn't matter. He didn't he retire had, then. He did, had Tim Duncan. Yeah, who retired exactly. Two years later. So he has a Hall of Fame team that he played with. LeBron James did not play with a team full of Hall of Famers. Ray Allen, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh. Those guys aren't Hall of Famers? Are they in the Hall of Fame now? As soon as they retire, they will be. Okay, but they're not there now. Ray Allen, actually, I do believe is. Okay, and Dwayne Wade right. will be when he, when okay, he retires. He's not retired. Chris Bosh will be. Chris Bosh might not be, but Chris Bosh is not in the hall right now. <laughs> wow. Is, is Manu Ginobili in the hall right now? No. Is not. Tony Parker in the hall right now? No. Is Tim Duncan in the hall right now? No. So what are you saying, Todd? Exactly. Nothing. He's Anywho, ready to die on this hill. I know he is. This he is always the hill is. He's gonna die on. He, but he, he's, ready, he's, one, he's ready. He's ready to die on always. every hill. Oh. He's ready to die on every hill. That's right. That's so the that's problem. That's the one that he's like. No, no that's just because this is the one that we're talking about right now. <laughs> that's all. And I, and and the thing is, I'm a huge LeBron James fan. I'm a firm believer. He had to come around to no, it. Firm believe. No, I did not. Yeah, you did. You always bashed him. He had to come no, around to it. I, I bashed him because he had to come <laughs> around to winning. You just said you did. He had to come around to winning. No, he did win. And you know when he won? When Dwayne Wade taught him how to win. And when Pat everybody Riley, has to be taught exactly. how to win. And that's all I said. I didn't I'm bash telling him. you that I'm Kawhi Leonard that is not going to be able to carry a team like LeBron James can. That's my point. So what would constitute him carrying a team like LeBron James can? The numbers. The, and then the championship to go along with that. He has against, a championship against, already. Against the Golden State Warriors. All right. Well, we'll have to see. We're going to see. And if, it, and if he does carry the championship, when are you going to eat your words? I'm not. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, exactly. If he does it, if he because, does it, this, because if he does, he it, has less talent on this team than LeBron James has ever had on the team where he won. A if you had Jr. Smith on your team, you always have less. <laughs> That's not true. But I agree with what you're saying. Jr. Smith, <laughs> Smith is confused. <laughs> Jr. Smith was is still confused to this day. But he's that's not, crazy not. But that's not. But that's not less talent. That team still had more Whatever. talent than he okay. has now. Oh, no, that's not true. Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving aren't better teammates than who he has now, than who Kawhi Leonard has now? Kyrie has a, almost an all-star team. You had Serge Ibaka. Kyrie has an all-star team? Yeah. Kawhi has an all-star team? You said Kyrie, but you mean Kawhi has yeah, an all-star Kawhi. team? Yeah, Kawhi has. He does? Kawhi, no, he doesn't, but he has guys who play above average. Are they better than the team that LeBron James won the to championship me they are. with? To me, they are. Besides wow. Kyrie, they are. You have Siakam, you have Marcus Saul. That's better than You're, Kevin Love? Yes. <laughs> Marcus is better. Marcus is not better than Kevin Love. No, and it's better. Okay, it's better than your it's better, it's better than Kyrie. Put the numbers up. And that's not my opinion. Take the numbers up. It's better than Kyrie Irving. Kyle Lowry's better than Kyrie Irving. No, we come on, man. So no. who's better than Kyrie Irving? Kawhi. That's he's the LeBron. Who's who's with him? But Kawhi is not LeBron. No, let's let's quit saying that. But I'm saying in this scenario, let's not quit saying it because in this scenario, we're talking about who carries the team. And in this scenario, the guy carrying the team is so, the same guy. So he has a, a bunch of great pieces around him. He's got Siakam, which is Who, a, this is his first year in the dance. He's he's got Serge Ibaka, who's better than Kevin Love. 
Who's better than who's okay, better? Who, than, who, who could be on the same level as Kevin Love? Oh, jeez. And then you have Marcus. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I gotta go. I'll look up the numbers in because you want because you don't want to look up the numbers. Marcus off because you don't want to look up the numbers. That's why you don't. That's that's what that's about. That's unbelievable. You're you're talking out of your mind right now. Kyrie Irving, Have low you key, always been like this sorry. your whole lives. Kyrie Kyrie Irving, low key, was probably the best point guard in the league that year. He's probably the best point guard in the league right now. <laughs> yeah, and you're telling me that, that Kawhi Leonard has better a complement of players that is as good as him. I just, just that doesn't. Anyways, I have to go. I'm supposed to be in Burbank at twelve o'clock and sitting around arguing about this silly nonsense that makes no sense. Uh, anybody, feel free to call in four two four two five four nine six six three and tell me how the Cleveland Cavaliers team is actually not better. The team that won the championship somehow or another has less help for LeBron James and Kawhi has playing the Warriors in 2019. Please make me understand that and show me the numbers because it's not real. But I want to leave you guys. <laughs> I want to leave you guys with a, with a quote. From a fabulous uh, a role model who passed away, Miss Leah Chase once said, mm-hmm. you know, it was tough, but I learned to take it. I learned to take the criticism and correct it. You don't buckle because that's what life is all about, darling. Somebody's always trying to break you. You can try to do that to me, but I'm going to come back swinging all the time. That's what young people have to learn to do today. If you criticize, look at it. Then correct it if you can and move on. You don't stop. You don't stop when people criticize you. You keep going and you do better every time. R.I.P. to the great Leah Chase. R.I.P. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest today is Holly Lawson. Thank you for coming and joining Thanks us. Thanks for having me. Welcome you. anytime oh, you really like. Weird. I love this. You're right down the street from me. It's great. <laughs> I bring drinks next this, time. I bring we drinks? have drinks. This oh, is. Shit. We're setting up for Anthony Joshua. Get him out. Oh, poor AJ. Come on. This is the Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream.